Welcome to the Braving the Waves and Bridging the Gap podcast, stories of unsinkable resilience and resolving stigma. I'm your host, Michaela, and each week we explore stories with young people in our communities. You'll leave with a refreshing take on storytelling that will encourage you to venture deeper into and perhaps share your own story. Thank you so much for listening. That's a step in and of itself. And enjoy this week's episode. This week, Michaela speaks with Kelly Chu, an adversity and resilience keynote speaker and a mindset coach with past clients like TEDx and San Diego State University. She brings her vulnerability, inspiration, and resilience strategies to create a safe and impactful space for listeners. Her motivating and empowering story is a transformative experience for audiences looking to navigate life's unexpected challenges, improve self-esteem and purpose building, and adapt a more forward-thinking mindset. In this episode, we reflect on acceptance, the connection between mental and physical healing, communication, owning your authentic self, and so much more. Enjoy. All right, we are here with Kelly today, and I am really, truly so excited to chat with you and hear more about your story. I loved watching kind of what you shared on social media and your TED Talk and everything else, and I'm just honored and very grateful to be able to share this space. So thank you for being here. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you. Amazing. Well, I would love to start with the six word story, which is kind of how we jump in with everybody. But I think it's such a a fun way to kind of get the conversation going. So I would love to hear if you could tell your story in six words, what would they be? And would love to know why too. Yeah, sure. Um, This was hard. (laughs) It was hard to (laughs) do it. I think of six words. Um, But I thought of what sums best is acceptance allows you to move forward. And I think that's just like the core of what I learned. And I guess the sum of like what I've learned throughout my journey and story. So it's kind of like, like all this happened, my story happened at the end of the day, acceptance allows you to move forward. Kind of like that end ending there but kind of like in in the end or the end to the beginning I guess or like a beginning to the end (laughs) so it's yeah it sums it sums it up perfectly in my opinion yeah I love that and I've actually I've never thought about it that way because I think we tend to get told like you know in order to move on you kind of have to either leave things completely in the past or figure out a way to like bring them into what you do in the present and that acceptance piece is really important like a not necessarily a making peace but like accepting what is what you can't change and then what you can carry forward with you so I really really love that yeah and I'm curious like as you've told your story and figured out ways to communicate that explore that and bring that into the work that you do um if you had any kind of like, I guess, pathway through developing language, being creative, kind of what that process was like. Cause I know that, um, that language generation aspect of finding words for your story and finding words for what you've been through can be really, really, really tricky. So yeah, I would love to know either 
around your six word story, why you chose those words or how you came to those words or just your story in general, what your process was like? So I think like kind of like what you said, like my journey was, you know, a tough one being in a car accident and like all of those hurdles and coming face to face with what happened and the immediate response is, I don't want to deal with this. Or like you said, like running away from it and just like having all these negative thoughts and, you know, regrets and mm-hmm. feeling guilty about the decisions that were made that, you know, my, during the car accident and that night that it happened. So all of those things, and you just don't want to deal with it. I know like right after it happened, I was just angry I was so angry and just about what happened about about with me angry with myself and I just felt like my world just collapsed and like the worst thing that ever could happen to me like my life was over like all of those thoughts came and yeah just blaming it and and really pinpointing it as just this horrible negative thing in my life but of course, the journey had to continue, my healing journey. And along the way, I just couldn't, I couldn't avoid it. Like, I just couldn't avoid it anymore. I couldn't just tell myself, like, to ignore it because it happened and it, it's there, this accident that, that changed my life forever. So I had to figure out a way to deal with it or come face to face with it. And what was so powerful that I discovered was to like during that whole thing of like facing it was accepting it. And that is in itself like super powerful. And it was so powerful just just to kind of see it there, like feel the, all the emotions, um, really think about what happened and like questioning it why it happened and and then you know all of that I think is part of just accepting it in order to move forward or take the next step to you know down that healing path that I was on so yeah I think it was just a powerful realization that acceptance is just it was so freeing for me in a way because I was actually dealing with what happened and yeah, and I discovered so many different lessons along the way. So, yeah, and I, I really love how you like emphasize, I don't know if you intended this or not, but emphasize like all of that very much coexists, like making space for, like you said, all of the really hard, big feelings and questioning and thoughts that come up and then also being able to accept in a way that allows you to heal and move on. And like those two things don't exist like totally separately. They're very intertwined and happening kind of at the same time. Um, And so important to recognize when you've been through something really traumatic and, and challenging. Yeah, for sure. And I say that like, it's just, it sounds easier than done, but like, it's just, it, it was a push and pull kind of thing, you know, like it was, it was a struggle to kind of come come face to face with it and realize like these things and yeah again like being mad at myself but at the same time forgiving myself like that whole kind of those two sides of it you know like it was hard to yeah I'm just saying it's I guess it was hard to accept it and really come face to face with it so yeah yeah 
Absolutely. And I, I know I didn't give you like this question to prepare for, but I am, I'm curious too. I imagine you like, I mean, you kind of had like a a mental healing kind of happening and a physical at the same time. Um, And I'm curious like how those overlapped and like, because I'm sure they did like, and as all these thoughts and everything are coming up, how, how did you navigate? Yeah. That overlap between mental, physical healing, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that coexisted as well. Like they go hand in hand in a way. And, um, you know, first it was all about the physical healing, of course, having three major surgeries when it happened and then coming back home, like this, you know, happened in Australia. And so I, came home after those three major surgeries to finish up um, more surgeries and and therapy. So yeah, just like going through like (laughs) surgery after surgery, like a total of 11 surgeries. um, And then like having therapy like three times a week. um, It was pretty, like I knew, it was kind of like I was, I I had, like I had to do this. Like it was sort of in order to heal and get better physically, I had to go through all of the motions of, of the surgeries and whatnot. Um, but then like doing it run after another it, surgery after surgery and therapy after therapy session, it does take a mental toll of course as well. And I, you know, towards the end, I was just like, I c- couldn't ha- like this happened within like um, within a four year recovery period and so I was like I was not that's all I was focusing on I, I wasn't in school really and I was just you know no job of course so I was just focusing on healing and that was like a big toll on like what am I doing and just thinking all these thoughts of like my life moving forward how is it going to look um and coming you know coming to those those little challenges of thinking like you know, this had to do with my hands. So it's like, I don't know if, you know, what if I'm not able to do the things I used to do? Um, because well, one, like the doctor said, it's kind of, it, my hands are never going to be the same. And so when they, you know, things that when things that I'm told like that, it mentally, I'm like, just really scared of the unknown. Um, really, yeah, I was just, I don't know, I was just questioning, like, once again, questioning what is going to become of this? And how do I see my my life in the future? What am my, are my goals that I had planned? Are they, am I going to do them? Is it going to happen? If not, what else, what else am I going to do? So there was a lot of questioning in my mind um, that no one had answers to. <laughs> and so just struggling with that. And at the same time, like struggling with trying to heal like physically um, was really, really draining. Um, It was kind of like almost I was getting ready for something like training for something because like surgery after surgery was um, really tough. And, you know, kind of by, I don't know, maybe by like the fifth surgery, I was like kind of used to it. (laughs) And I think that also was like, oh, well, this is my life now. Like, I'm just going to be the surgery girl. And like, I'm, this is, I'm, I know what to do. I know what's going to happen, the protocol, like my doctors, and I know what's going to happen post-surgery. So I was getting used to that routine almost. And um, it was like, 
it, it felt comfortable enough, but like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm comfortable enough to go to into the next one. But at the same time, it was very like, I don't know, it was just so overwhelming. And um, yeah, and I think even during the recovery period of just like not doing anything, just staying at home all the time in bed, yeah. that was also where I was like, what is what is my life and what am I going to do? And um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of time to think. <laughs> I had a lot of time to think and uh, it wasn't, yeah, it was very overwhelming, but I had great, you know, family and friends who always reminded me every day of, you know, the good things, what to be grateful for. Um, and yeah, just like kind of distracting me in a way, like, coming up with like new recipes that we can do together, like as a family or going somewhere new, um, getting out of the house, like to get some fresh air, of course, going for a walk, even, you know, simple as that really took me out of like, just in that rabbit hole of like those, those thoughts of being in the unknown. So again, yeah, just dealing with the struggle between those two aspects. Yeah, thank you for for sharing because I I can imagine it's tough to kind of reflect back on what you were thinking at that time and how you would tell your story at that time. And I kind of just based on what you just brought up, um, kind of want to combine two questions almost and and ask um, like how you a I guess how you tell your story now compared to how you were thinking about it when the accident first happened and Mm -hmm. like you were just saying, and then also, you know, you're mentioning your support system, how would they celebrate the way that you have been able to share your story now? And this is also like a subtle, everyone listening, please go and watch Kelly's Ted talk. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah. So if this happened, well, 13 years ago, so it's been a while Um, But I would say back then telling my story and just sharing, you know, that was, that was a whole, that was also part of like the mental aspect of, of what happened and people obviously knowing what happened or like hearing what happened to me, like old friends or whatnot, or old classmates or whatever, but them asking questions and saying like what happened and me repeating kind of my, like the whole thing, the whole car accident story um, over and over. And then them like seeing my my scars and my injuries and them asking questions about that. Um, it, back then I was, when I was telling it, telling my story and just my feelings overall, like I was, I was, I almost felt like I was re- again, like really angry, like just, not a, like annoyed that I had to repeat myself, but and revisit that what happened. Um, but also just a no again, like a, a, a reminder of, of just being angry with myself and feeling guilty about what happened. So that's how I felt. But I also think there was sort of like um, a victim too, like victim mentality that I was portraying when I was telling my story, like. Um, yeah, which I didn't even, you know, obviously I don't realize 
until like until later on when I now like when I do tell my story, it's, it's obviously the feelings have evolved and coming again, healing and um, coming to the conclusion that, you know, accepting what happened, knowing that this happened for a reason. And so I guess the difference was like back then I asked why me? It was like that mentality of like, why me? Why did this happen to me? Um, But now it's why not me? Like, why, how can I use this to, how can I use my story and telling my story to others um, that can, you know, where they can take something away from what I've been through, what my, during my recovery and the lessons that I've learned and my insights. Um, If I can just provide some sort of help to, to them and their own stories, what they're going through, then um, yeah, it's just different now than telling my story now. So it's more of like, I'm, yeah, I I just, I want, I I guess I always say like one, like a survivor's story is another person's survival guide. And I just Mm -hmm. want, you know, knowing that I, what I've been through, I just want to be able to help others in any way I can. And and people who've been in car accidents have approached me and asked me questions. And it just feels so good to provide some sort of, you know, clarity for them or assurance um, or some, you know, tips um, in any way, you know, any way I can help. So, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I love that. And I love that you said, why not me? Because I think there's so many amazing like interpretations of that too like even thinking about you know nobody's immune to anything like things happen to us in our lives and to have community around that and people like yourself who are sharing about that experience openly and honestly and saying like it happened and there's things about it that you can't control Mm -hmm. and you know how do you move on from that and help others and inspire and you have done that beautifully so yeah, I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and sorry. I, and then your second question was about com- my community, or yeah, how would they celebrate you and everything that you've done and advocated for speaking? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. I mean, I just. I I think they would just be proud <laughs> of like how far I've come and where I'm going with this um like I also say like I I didn't come this far only to come this far and I think they really see that knowing what I'm doing knowing the goals that I have and plans that I have for myself based on my story and um, my recovery so I think that they would yeah just be so happy and when I did my, my TEDx talk, like my, my, I brought my mom, it was pre-recorded in Philadelphia and she was there for it. And just, yeah, just afterwards, she was just saying how proud she was that I was actually able to have that platform to tell my story and to reach so many people. Um, so yeah, I think they've just, they've found like little ways, um, symbolic gifts for me to <laughs> um, just writing like even simple notes of just yeah how proud I've I've gone through in my journey what if yeah yeah amazing it's always nice to reflect on 
really just how we impact people with our stories. I think especially the ones who are like right in our corner um, because they interact with you so much. And um, sometimes there's things even that they, they don't know about what you've experienced. And I think having that connection and having them like see that and be proud of that. um, And then personally reflecting back on it is really powerful and important. So yeah, and I, and I actually, I would say that what I also learned was that, you know, the people close to you, your loved ones, when something traumatic happens like this or just some sort of event, um, they, in my experience, like they, it, it affected them more than me, I feel like, in, in a lot of different ways. Because, yeah, they didn't know, I feel like they were more in the dark than, than me in a way of, questioning what it, you know what's gonna happen to her life now is she okay like what is she feeling mm-hmm. um even though like is she smiling but is she really happy like just all those questions I think that they have and I was seeing that um even though I was saying I'm fine and you know even kind of showing ways that I was okay and I was adjusting well and I was doing great and therapy and and whatnot and I think they still had questions and doubts a little bit so it's just it's it's interesting to see them being more affected which is you know obviously that's I don't know it's it's pretty true yeah like when you think about it um yeah 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 absolutely and I I think it goes back to to like you know, when you're really, really struggling, it's difficult to verbalize some things that you're feeling. Um, and all the time you get people asking who really care. They're like, what do you need? Tell me what you need. Like I'm here or whatever. And you don't always have like the words for it, or you don't know what you need. Mm-hmm. And like, you're just saying sometimes then the person who's trying to support you the most is then even maybe even more in the dark than what you are. And it's a very, complicated thing and it makes communication and growth and learning to share your story so important yeah um yeah and it's amazing that you've been able to do that and kind of go through that process and have a good support system and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's easy by any means yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and kind of along that vein I would love to hear your kind of fill in the blanks um, little, I don't know what to call it yet. I've been calling it a poem, but <laughs> that little exercise um, that I asked, I would love to hear what you shared for that um, to kind of give some more words and, and hear, yeah, your story. Yeah. It was like a poem. I have to come up with like something to call it. Like I have nothing to call it. <laughs> no, no, no. So sorry. I just couldn't remember and like had to refresh my memory. Um, yeah. The, uh, oh, good. Uh, no, but yeah, it was so it was so interesting to do this 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 exercise here. Um, I had fun with it, but um, yeah. So I so I braved the waves when I was in a car accident that left me with severe permanent injuries, and then I realized that my story bridged a gap, turning unexpected challenges into opportunities. So now I share my resilience because I want to be the person I needed when my world suddenly turned upside down. Um, And I am unsinkable because I didn't come this far only to come this far. 
And I resolve stigma by continuing to spread awareness and keep the conversation going, keep talking about it, putting myself out there and sharing my story consistently. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I was, I was actually just thinking about this. I can't believe I forgot to mention before we jumped on the, on the call, the kind of parallels with like your accent happening in Australia and like the water theme and waves and everything. So Mm. yeah, very powerful. And I'm just curious how that felt or like what it is like to, to share yeah your story in that way or give it words like in a compact kind of way like that. Yeah. Yeah. I did a lot of, um, during my, my recovery, like I did journaling and, uh, nothing quite like poems, but just very, just, just getting everything out basically. And kind of, it was interesting. Like I was sharing things in my journal about what happened before in my time, like, cause I was studying abroad in Australia. Right. So it was, it was interesting to kind of for myself, like in a way to see the transition of like getting to Australia, having, I was 22 years old. I was like wanting to be free and like have fun. And I had, you know, just wanted to just express, express myself and my, my, my experiences. And so I was journaling on that and then the car accident happened and then it just like really got dark, you know, and, and, and what I was writing and, um, it felt just so good though to to provide something like just to have everything out lay up laid out in front of me um and use those creative you know thoughts in a way um and how and then so that car accident and then like kind of after the car accident my healing journey so like kind of seeing that beginning middle end it was in that like that arc and that transition, um, it, it felt really good to kind of s- see it that way and, and, and spark a lot of different things that was going on in me, like that I didn't feel before. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I, you know, doing this, it was really great to kind of just putting it in a way that's, that's just, I don't know, defining my story in a more beautiful, I want to say, like, I always kind of refer my story as like a beautiful disaster, <laughs> but it's, it's to me, like, that's what, that it sums it up for me personally. And doing this and yeah, doing this exercise and like journaling and using all these different types of words and discovering these types of words to describe what happened it really is like very therapeutic and just, yeah, I think it was just really part of my recovery too. And, and just, again, that healing process kind of put things into perspective, makes me think of things that I never thought about before, including like the people in my life and just life in general, what I'm, what I have, what I don't have, just being grateful, practicing gratitude. So all those different things came up. So that's, a, it was a lot. <laughs> and so that's something that I don't think I would have discovered if I hadn't, you know, journaled and obviously done exercises like this too yeah yeah oh 
That's amazing. And I, I will die on the hill of journaling. It's, <laughs> it is so, so powerful. And like in any capacity too, like whether that's voice notes or writing or, you know, whatnot, it's, yeah. uh, there's a lot of power in giving words to something mm-hmm. that is for whatever reason felt very like unsayable um, or has lacked like an adequate way to describe it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad my little poem yeah. template <laughs> yeah. is supportive. Yeah, it's amazing. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I am mindful of our time here. Um, but if you have a little bit of extra time and would like to try the, the story, live story generation idea, um, we definitely can. No, not at all. Yeah, we can, we can definitely do that. Basically how it goes is um, I'm just going to kind of guide you through those prompts and we're going to give some more words and description to that experience. So, and also of course, at any time, if it's too much or you want to back off, you just let me know. Okay. Sounds good. Amazing. So the story that I asked you to bring, um, where are you in this, in this moment? Um, that can be physical location, weather, inside or outside. So I'm in Australia and it is breezy. I am lying in the middle of the road and it's dark, very minimal lighting, and it's eerily quiet. Okay. So it's dark. So it's nighttime, I'm assuming. Yeah. And what what time of of year is it, or kind of what is the context around this moment? Um, so it's fall season. So this was like in April. So their seasons are different from the U.S. So it's fall season in Australia. Okay. And thinking about the five senses. So, kind of, what do you see, hear, taste, touch, smell? So it's a big blur. Um, voices, I hear voices that are calling my name, but very distant and faint sounding. Um, I feel like just a hard cement surface or just a hard surface below me or, you know, that I'm on. Um, and I'm breathing in like breezy, like I feel like crisp air, and I feel myself breathing that in hard, like breathing hard. Um, and yeah, I think that, <laughs> that pretty much sums up the what the five senses. It's just a big blur mm-hmm. all around. Yeah, which is which is okay. Um, and aside from the voices that you're hearing, where are you alone? Did you know of anyone else around you? Uh, no, realistically, but dreaming and kind of like a dream state and feeling like I'm alone. Because um, I think it was just, it, like I see, I see, not see, but I just, I am blinking. <laughs> like I'm like going in and out of vision and and basically all my senses 
So, yeah. 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 And what happened right before this moment? I was happy and joyful. I was enjoying a 1950s theme house party and then getting into the back seat, remembering that I got into a back seat of a car. Mm -hmm. And right in this moment, what's happening aside from kind of the blurry kind of that you were describing? Knowing something happened, but not sure what. Um, I feel people around me, again, like calling my name, touching my body, waking me up, um, and just going, yeah, going in and out of consciousness. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And what were you thinking um, while this was all happening, if you can remember? I was thinking, what happened? (laughs) What happened? I don't know what happened, but I have a feeling something bad happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that for this story or the one that I asked you to bring, um, we wanted it to be somewhere between your greatest moment of pain and when your healing journey started. And I'm curious, kind of bringing that moment to life again um, for everybody listening, how you're feeling about how those two things are connected and just what it brought up really for for you to bring that story back to life and kind of see it as that uh, connecting point. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I see it as like kind of like two different worlds, like mm. – two different, two different lifetimes for me. Um, seeing this 22 year old girl go through this car accident and healing journey and whatnot. And just when I talk about it and tell my story, just going back there, it's like, I'm going back in time Mm. and it's, I recognize her, but it's not me anymore. And knowing, just feeling very, very comfortable going, like going to that place, that dark place, and then getting out of that dark place. Like having that power and freedom now um, to to do that, to, to control that entire narrative because I've, again, it's just two different worlds for me now. And I've, that's something that I created, (laughs) you know, it's just that, that healing journey and it just, it feels amazing. Um, in a way, like I'm very, it just takes me back to, again, where I've come from and where I am now and just being very proud and seeing that part of my life as like this it that 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 happened for a reason that happened to become the person I am today and using that 
to my advantage in a way and using it to help others. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, that's like the ultimate sign of growth and healing. I think yeah. to be able to look, to look back at an experience and see it almost from like a bird's eye view instead of reliving it um, exactly mm-hmm. the way it happened. And like you're saying, like you're very much connected to who you were then and that experience, but she's not you now. And I think, yeah, that's just incredibly powerful. And, and thank you for bringing us all back into that, that moment and allowing us, yeah, to kind of be there with you and then share how, how far you have come from that moment and grown and healed and explored all yeah. these different amazing things that you've done. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's great, great to share it. And thank you so much. Amazing. Well, I guess as we wrap up, kind of the only last thing I wanted to ask, because if there's any, um, I guess, message or anything you're really particularly passionate about that you want to share kind of as a, a parting message for everybody listening. Um, I think I said in the prompts, like it could be research or, you know, anything really that you'd like to share um, before we wrap up. Probably just <laughs> just to own your authentic self. I'm all about, you know, authenticity and spreading, you know, authenticity in any way I can. And so it's just the takeaway I want people to know is, is just to own their journey, own what happened, what didn't happen, and how you can utilize that um, for you know, great possibilities and opportunities. So just to, yeah, just to own your journey, own your authentic self, keep being your authentic self and keep showing up for yourself. So. Amazing. Love that. I need to like write that on my mirror. <laughs> oh, so important. Yeah. yeah. Your authentic self and your authentic self being all of the pieces of you um, and all of the things that you've been through, like it's all a part of you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Braving the Waves and Bridging the Gap podcast. You can find much more information about this week's storyteller, resources, and related links in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, leave a review, and follow us on socials. And lastly, don't ever forget that you are unsinkable. Just being here, listening, helps you swim and keep your boat afloat. Thanks, everyone.